Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Hello, every, uh, <laughs> hello, everyone. This is so funny story, sort of. I kept, I kept, I always say, hey, everyone, this is Ben again. And I've had people say, is his name Benigan? Like, what kind of name is Benigan? And sometimes it's like, is it's his last name again? So some people think Benigan is a first name and some people think again is my last name. So I'm going to stop saying it's Ben again. I'm just going to start saying it's Ben once more or tis ben in thy presence or i'm going to come up with some kind of old english or some kind of nerdy way of saying uh it's ben again but for now i'll just say it's ben here uh and after my blabbering i have with me jamie vendera the yeah, it's, uh, it's just jamie period the, the expert the expert uh breath support guy uh i'm <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it there so uh jamie what are we talking about today well we had a really good hangout for vendera vocal academy and what i love about the school is we have students from all over the world so i know we had people from europe from japan from here in the states uh, I can't remember uh, where everybody was from for this one, but we had a, a girl named that we call our Taiko from Japan. She's got the cutest little voice too. She, she grew up, I think, I believe she grew up in Australia and she's got that. She be right, mate. She's got the old crikey sound that she's from Japan. Right. <laughs> yeah. So she was at asking, she said, you know what? I, I feel like when I'm singing in the bathroom, I, I'm confident. I sound great. I'll be in the kitchen singing. I sound all right. And I get in front of my recording uh, studio and bam, my voice disappears. It's like, uh, is it nerves? Uh, do I, do I, is it just, can I not sing? What's going on? And I reassured her, this is a common thing. A lot of us deal with the pre-recording jitters. You know, you, you, you hear something in your head and then you got to convey it emotionally and technique wise onto tape. And you're thinking about all the little nuances of it. And a lot of times you get nervous, uh, you run into issues like, oh, I got to sing it again. got to sing it 20 times. Oh, my throat's hurting, blah, 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 blah. There's always something that comes up. So I figure we discuss this. What is it? Do I really suck at singing? Do I really suck at recording? Is it nerves? Uh, do I need to get used to it? What is going on? So Ben, again, what? <laughs> What are your thoughts? So, um, yeah. So real quick, for those who may not know. So uh, one of the things Jamie and I do is we have the Vendera Vocal Academy, which is a monthly program. And as part of the program, uh, students get access to uh, live monthly training sessions where Jamie and I get on. And there are vocal demonstrations, question and answer, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, uh, we do at least one a month. Um, often two. We're going to pick up uh, probably two or more. Um, beginning of the year. And then there's also the, the weekly motivated vocalist newsletter, which is the exclusive newsletter that Jamie and I send only 
to Academy members. And then there's the, the option of getting vocal critiques from Jamie where you submit audios and Jamie gives you feedback on things you can improve. And there's a bunch of other benefits for the Academy. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can just go to VenderoVocalAcademy.com and there's uh, a bunch of real cool stuff that you get a part of, as a part of the membership. Um, but so today during the uh, live group training session, the Google Hangout, question and several of us had a bunch of different takes and input and ideas for her um, and one of the things it could be nerves you know that's that's always possible and so we had several suggestions for her to help her get used to if it's environment if it's nerves so I guess I'll just run down some of them and uh, shout out credit where it's due uh, Ryan Wall um, he is. He started out as a student and member of the Vendera Vocal Academy, and he's now sort of joining the team to help us with some of the stuff there. So he's uh, he's now a coach, and so that's really cool. So good job, Ryan. And actually, we did a singer spotlight with Ryan, so you can check that out. Uh, I believe it was I don't remember episode nineteen or something. And he does. Uh, you can listen to some of his music um, in that podcast episode as well. So um, let's just run down some of the stuff that we talked to Tycho about. So one of them, she basically said she sounds really good in the bathroom and in the kitchen, but when she goes to record, she doesn't think she sounds so good. And so one of the suggestions I had for her was if it's the idea of being recorded, then she can just put her microphone in the bathroom or in the kitchen, and she can record. And it's not going to be usable audio. She's not going to be able to go put it on a on a record, or she's not going to be able to put it on a YouTube video necessarily. But it gets her used to being recorded. Um, and so, if it's the I'm afraid or nervous of being recorded, then just having your microphone out somewhere near you whenever you are in you know good singing condition that helps a lot. And then eventually, eventually, she can actually just record the audio. So. You know, you can do multiple steps to do that. Uh, one of the other things I told her was maybe it's environment. Maybe whenever she's recording, if she's in like a soundproofed room with, uh, you know, soundproofing uh, on the walls and, you know, soundproofing tape and all of that, you don't really get a lot of uh, reverb or echo or sound bouncing back off of the walls um, back to your ears. And so you do get that in the shower, uh, and you some you know a lot of kitchens don't really have carpet or anything, so it's it's very echoey. In those environments, you sound very resonant and rich and full. And then when you go in a very quiet room, you feel like you sound weak or dull, or you're lacking resonance or power. And so one of the things I suggested to her was just do her do your warm ups and do your practice sessions in different environments. So if you record like in a room that's very uh, soundproof, then you can just go in there and do your warm up for five minutes and then go wherever else to do the rest of your, uh, your practice session. And then sometimes you can do for 10 minutes or you can do the whole practice session th uh, there once a week and you can go to your bedroom. You can practice there for a little while. Uh, you can go outside to your backyard, go across the street. You could drive across town uh, to a parking lot or something. You need to, if you're so used to hearing yourself sound good and feeling good in very specific circumstances and situations, you, you need to put yourself in other situations so that you know what you sound like. Um, you need to get comfortable and confident with your voice and knowing that you're going to sound different in different environments and not let that mess with your head. So, Jamie, uh, I talked too much. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, it's, it is truly 
when you get behind the mic, like I have a setup down in my studio, which is sound dampening blankets, and I got clear sonic panels, and I got an editor, editor's keys vocal booth pro, which is like a half moon protector for the mic so you don't have any reflections bouncing and everything's right inside there and your mic sets inside of it and foam surrounding it and uh, when you're in a room and it's dead like that not a lot of reverb just a little bit of you know spark to it you do feel kind of different you know you if you're singing in a bathroom and you hear the reflections off the walls you're like yeah i sound really good so you know like ryan suggested one of the things you can do is you know and you should do this you can run like reverb and compression uh, compression compression and eq your voice so that you sound really well as you're singing now you're not recording this because you don't want to record reverb and delay obviously you don't want to record compression but that would be to your your mic or to your channel for your monitors so that you hear like it's almost a polished sound that will take some of the nerves away and just like Ben said, you know, if, if Tycho was, say, setting up a microphone in the bathroom and she just got used to singing and got more comfortable around it because recording is nerve wracking. It can be very nerve wracking for many singers. It is for me. I hate it. I know professionals who hate it. But uh, if she gets used to it in that situation, then when she moves into her actual studio, she'll be over some of that nervousness. She'll have a lot more practice at it. And that can help. Now, what I suggested is I asked her what kind of phone she had, and she said she had an iPhone. So like an iPhone or Android, there's companies like TC Helicon, uh, IK Multimedia that make apps for singers, uh, like uh, the Easy Voice. Um, forget what else. Let me let me turn on my iPhone to see. There's great apps. There's a Tuned XD. Wait a minute. That's not a recording app, but that's my app. Uh, well, actually, it does record, though. It does. Well, yes, it, it does. <laughs> it does. It, it, does. it does the two-track <laughs> recording. And I did it that way for a reason because – Back in the 80s, you know, when we had these things called jam boxes and cassettes, I'd turn on Rick Springfield or Journey or whatever on one cassette, put a blank cassette in the other jam box, and I'd sing along. So I, was, I like invented karaoke before it came out, singing along with the artist. And um, I felt comfortable doing it after a lot of practice. So that's why I put the two-track recorder in there. But back to the, the thing. Uh, apps by TC Helicon, like Voice Rack Effects. Uh, easy voice by IK. These are apps that have vocal effects on them. So, and they can run in the background. So you could actually like get you a karaoke track and put it in your uh, iTunes. Say if you're doing father figure by George Michael, you could put the karaoke track in there and you could turn it on and set on the vocal effect app on your mic or on your uh, iPhone and plug a mic into it. They make uh, mic adapters that go into your phone put you in a set of headphones and hook it like to a clip because they make like eye clips to hook to your mic stand and actually get at your recording console with your microphone. Use that microphone if you can and just sing along. Just have fun singing the recording karaoke. Now, I know this isn't like the finished product, but maybe just getting you into the booth and singing and having fun and, and knowing that, hey, this is just to help me. It's not the final product. That could take a lot of weight off of you. And over time, yep. you'll, you'll, you'll feel more comfortable to the point that you can actually override that nervousness that you're experiencing when, when you head to the vocal booth or, you know, if you got a portable one or you're in a, you know, a whisper room or whatever you're in, uh, you'll be comfortable. You're like, oh, I just, I've, I've done like 50 songs on my iPhone. I'm comfortable. Let's hit record on my DAW that's running to my Mac and uh, let's see what happens. So, you know, it's just it's just getting over that boundary. Another thing, I know I talk a lot, but let me mention so I hand it over to you. A lot of us can't stand our voice. You know, what we hear coming out to the world is not what the world hears. 
you know, so because of the way our ears are set and, and the reflections, the way they come out. So a lot of times if someone's not used to recording and they record it and it may, it may sound all right. It may sound fine. It may not have any breaks, um, the, all the pitches, the nuances, they're all there. But then you hear yourself, you're like, ah, that's not what I sound like in my head. <laughs> you know? So there is that curve. If you're not used to recording and hearing yourself being played back, that may be something that you have to overcome too. So um, one of the things you said was, um, I forgot. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go. I'll edit that part out. Must have um, been lying. No, don't edit it. I love it when yeah. they're like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, iPhone app recording, microphone, being in the bathroom uh, recording, not saving it. <clears throat> Man, I, I guess you really will have to edit this part out. Okay. 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 All right. No. 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 Because so, they. So, yeah. There so. It is. Um, <laughs> You know, if you just go sing at your at your you know your recording station, or you record in the bathroom or whatever, uh, and you record, and you're not mentally thinking, "Oh, this is it. I'm trying to record now because I'm going to put this song out and I'm going to put this video on YouTube." You don't have that mental stuff going on in your head, right? You're just thinking, "All right, I'm just going to sing," and if it comes out good, great. If it doesn't, who cares, right? That level of relaxation, sort of counterintuitively, you might. Not everyone, but sometimes you might find that, oh, dang it, that actually came out pretty well. Um, and so, you know, just from being relaxed like that, you know, that that can happen. Um, also, um, there was the other thing I was going to say, now this one's really kind of counterintuitive, but one of the things that I think singers do is we tend to rely more on what we hear and less on what we feel. And it's really good to have a very in-tune understanding of the sensations that are going on in your body as you're singing. So what you can do is you can actually uh, noise canceling headphones and then you can also put on like some white noise or something behind it, preferably nothing that has like a pitch to it. So maybe like rain and thunder or just like TV static or something. And you can put it on and you can, you can do your best to prevent yourself from hearing yourself. Um, and when you do that, I mean, you're still going to hear yourself to some degree because you, you're, the, your voice is coming out of your head and your head is where your ears are, you know, so you, you just want to reduce how much you hear yourself as much as practical. And then you can go ahead and sing and don't worry about pitch. Don't worry about all of that. Um, don't, oh, don't sing louder to try to hear yourself at the normal volume. The reason we're doing this exercise is you want to focus on the physical sensations going on in your body whenever you're singing. You want to focus on, you know, tension. You want to focus on placement. You want to focus on relaxation. You want to focus on breathing. Um, you want to focus on all these things. And don't worry so much about the sound. Think about just, you know, you're, you're not recording for an album. You're not on a stage right now. That You're just working on yourself as a singer. So you can record it but you're not worried about what it sounds like. You're worried about feeling what your the sensations in your body. And so when you do that, you can listen back to the recording and then you can determine, oh, okay, I was a little off pitch here or there. Uh, but it, you get a very, over time, if you do this a lot, you get a very good sense of what your body feels like whenever you're singing a certain way and whenever you're singing properly and whenever you're singing in tune in a uh, very relaxed state. <laughs> That is really freaking good if you have that sense, if you have that level of understanding of your body as you sing. And then whenever you actually do go to record, 
uh, you can use that knowledge you have about your body to inform whether or not you're actually singing very well. And that also translates to performing out on stages or you know, in a crowded bar or out um, at a park somewhere. And so the more in tune you are with your body, the more confident and comfortable you'll be in all singing situations. I think that is a phenomenal idea. Um, you know, a lot of times when I'm at a concert and I'm singing along to whoever's there, the voice feels so free. And I actually mentioned this and raise your voice, your concert voice. And, you know, you're, you're screaming at the top of your lungs. You're doing really well, uh, but you don't hardly hear yourself. That you go home and your voice feels great. So I'm like a, a I'm right brain. I, I can really, you know, I'm creative. I, I daydream a lot and I'm cool with that. And I love that idea. However, there's going to be some people, and actually I'm included when it comes to recording, the people who have to be in control and hear their voice. Now, I don't do what you should do, you know, which is like put on the compression EQ, reverb, sweeten it up so you sound good in the monitors. I run them dry, but still, even with that, I can't freaking stand hearing myself as I'm singing the music um, and through my, my headphones. So I leave one cupped and I take one off my ear and put it on my head and it just press so the sound don't come out. And that way I'm hearing the dead sound of my voice in a dead room along with what's coming through my uh, headphone with the music mix, even though I don't have any vocal effect on my voice. And I'm just, I'm comfortable that way. I mean, I could do it either way, but I'm, I'm fine without any effect. I'm just okay that way. Now, if Ben put me on the spot and said, all right, let's shut you up so you can't hear anything. I, for me personally, I'd probably be like, oh crap. <laughs> you know, what, what is out there? Am I doing it? Am I doing it? Let me hear it back. And it'd be like, ah, ah, ah. and I tell you, it's, um, when I recorded Lisa, when we went down with uh, Scott, went down with me, we met with Dallin Beck to get everything set up for the iPads. Um, I, I hate recording. I, I literally do. And uh, we tried it both ways. And then he went ahead and put some effect on my voice. And he, he got to the point, he said, you know what? Just sing the whole dang song. Just just have fun with it. You know, let's just sing through it. Let's you, let you practice it. Because it was, it was a weird situation because... Lisa is a rock song that we're recording and, and Scott wanted to do it as an acoustic and all of a sudden he said, let's drop it three notes, which is, that's not how it is. That's how it came out so smoky. I was being stupid in the morning. I'm like, oh, I can take the silence because we just woke up. It's like eight o'clock in the morning we're recording and uh, they're la I'm laughing about it. They're like, no, 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 keep that. So here I am and he want me to keep the sound and I'm trying to figure it out and we get a little frustrated. He said, I just have fun with it. Let's just play around with it. He was recording every take. And then he would be like, okay, new harmonies. Okay, well, this time when you sing that harmony, Jamie, sing it like your grandma. Like, what, like, what do you mean? Well, if she was singing along with you, what would she sound like? I mean, he was having me do the goofiest things, but it was amazing because it really loosened you up. I had fun, and he's such a great engineer. He actually did pull parts of these, these character voices I was doing to mix it with it. So that actually got me out of my nervous zone, got me into my comfort zone. And I was wailing, I was hitting whatever note I needed to hit for the harmonies. So in the end, not that we're done here, but it has to be, it has to be about you being in the zone in your comfort level uh, to feel comfortable to do it or else your, your throat's going to get tight. You're going to get dry, which is why I suggest always drinking, sipping hot water, you know, when you're on stage or in the studio, having a humidifier or whatever, because that's the first thing it hits, you know, bam. Oh, I'm nervous. What happened? Oh, my throat feels tight. Ooh, it's dry. Ooh, I don't think I can hit this note. Ooh, here comes a high note. I don't know if I can do it. Ooh, I didn't do it right. You know, we always got that ticker tape going on in our minds and uh, yeah. got to get over that. Well, yeah, I mean, so as singers, we are 
super, super critical of ourselves constantly. And you just, like, if you're practicing, it doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't. Like, it's, it's not a big deal. Yes, you want to do your best. You want to practice and you want to refine your technique conti uh, continually, obviously. Um, but if you make a mistake, that's not, it's not the end of the world, you know? It's not like someone's going to jump out from behind your door and, eh, you sound really bad, you know, just because you, like, were flat on a note or something. Like, that, that doesn't happen. Like, that's not, you know, so our fear of being made fun of or belittled because of how we sound while practicing, that's, there's no logical reason to feel that way. Um, it's just, just a fear, I guess. There's no, you don't have to feel that way. It's practice. And one of the things that, um, I forget who I heard it from, um, but it's something that I heard and I've, I've stuck, it stuck with me. And that is give yourself permission to not sound good. You know, if you don't sound good, don't, oh man, I sound terrible. Oh, I should have, oh, the, yeah. And then you like, you mentally get in this nasty downward spiral about how you're just the worst person ever because you sounded a little bit flat or your vibrato was a little too wobbly or whatever. And like, why do we have to make it this big thing in our minds that any given, like we sound terrible over something? Okay, so first off, singers and musicians notice things more than most people. Most of your fans probably aren't like musical experts. I remember when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, I played clarinet. And so we, uh, we would go around and we'd perform at different places, like for military ceremonies or we like, we went to Canada and, you know, we just all over the country, um, performing. And whenever, whenever we played something, and it just didn't sound good, like the band wasn't properly warmed up or we were too tired or, you know, the weather was messing with the, our uh, our wind instruments. You know, I knew that. I could tell that. And pretty much we could all tell that. But most people in the audience have no idea. They don't even know. Like, you know, so there's... So in a practice environment, there's not a lot of sense of getting all mentally depressed and beating yourself up just because you don't sound perfect. In a performance environment, that's also pretty much true. I mean, in a performance environment, sure, people are going to be more, you know, maybe a little more critical. But I mean, think about it. If you perform at a bar or you perform at night at like a music festival or something, everyone's drinking, they're talking to each other. No one's really like putting you under a microscope and freaking analyzing every little thing you say and do like that's not that's not really happening um you might have one person but who cares you know like just uh, so my point is if any of the fear or anxiety or whatever comes from ooh, what if people think i sound bad don't even worry about that like if you're practicing one it doesn't matter at all and two if you're performing it's not like the end of the world. It's not a huge deal. I mean, not every performance is perfect. That's okay, you know? And I mean, one of my favorite singers uh, is Mariah Carey. And I mean, who? I think everyone who kind of grew up in the, you know, the 90s or whatever, we've all heard Mariah. Um, and, you know, and I, I've been watching some YouTube videos of her. Some of her performances were amazing. And some of them, you could tell she was like sick or, you know, she hadn't rested or you can tell. <laughs> But, like, she still does it, you know? You still go perform. You still do it. And she, and even on her performances that weren't 
like astronomically amazing, you know, people were still cheering for her. People still enjoyed it. So just don't don't mentally get in your head and beat yourself up and you know all of that stuff. So I ramble too much. Jamie, jump in. What do you got? You know what? That's um. It, it makes me think of my pet peeve is when people gripe about James Labrie. Um, love James's voice, and I even heard this recently. Well, how how's James sound these last two shows? I'm getting ready to go to a show in Philadelphia. Oh my God! Would you just give it a rest? You know. Mariah, Labrie, Miles Kennedy, all, all these people were all human. And, um, you know, when you're in the studio, you have time to, you know, if, if you don't like something, you go back, fix it, polish it, cut, paste. And when you're live, it's, it's about the emotion. Not every note is going to be perfect. And you may be under the weather from, you know, being on the tour bus or, you know, recovering from being sick or too many radio interviews. And it just gets old. And uh, the funny thing with, with with James, you know, he had, you know, the her or the ruptured vocal cords from, you know, food poisoning in 94. So to think that this man continued two weeks after these these uh, blown vocal cords, these ruptures, that he was already back out on the road and continued. He never stopped, never took any time off, kept doing albums. Uh, you know what? Uh, and you know, this is who he is. Did uh, did he fret about it? I'm sure it bugged him, but you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to quit because you know somebody might not think I'm doing that good. No, this is a professional. You you keep going at it, and that to, to bring it back around to recording, it makes me wonder. And I'm not knocking this. I have no problem with the melodyne or you know doing you know multiple multiple takes of your voice. But way, 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 way back when they had the tape, you know, even before ADATS, it was like you record it and you get what you get. You listen to Robert Plant and there are some spots on some songs and he might take a second list like, oh, man, he was a little flat there or there was a crack in his voice. You know, that's just that's what they did. They sang from emotion. So now when we're recording, we get in front of that recorder and I honestly think this might be part of the problem. This is just me personally. But knowing in the back of your mind that um, you want every line to be perfect and you may have to sing it 60 times until you're pleased with how you sing every verse and line, that can put pressure on you too. Thinking back before I had any vocal technique underneath my belt, 15, 16 years old, and you know, having the two jam boxes again and the blank cassette and a cassette of a you know, Mr. Mr. or whoever it was, and singing along to a song by them, and knowing, uh, you know, I, I got this cassette tape, that's it, I can't rewind it and punch back in. It is what it is. I, I just sang from my heart and soul, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this until I feel like the whole take was good you know and so maybe i'd run to it through it three or four times and rewind and erase it and do that but then finally i was like you know what that's good enough uh that's we kind of need to get back to that mentality i mean if if you are suffering from this anxiety turn it on and just have fun don't think of it as the final recording again i don't care if your engineer is punching copy and pasting whatever but in your mind think let me have fun let me sing it from the beginning to the end and that way you capture the essence of the emotion that you're trying to uh, portray. Because, I mean, think about it. If, if you're really going and you're, you're wailing and your heart's into it and you're like, oop, 
there's that one note. I just, I, I wish I would have swooped it up just a little bit quicker. And then you got to go in and punch it like four bars before and you got to get back into that emotion. Yeah, you could probably do it. But what if, what if the time you was just a little slow or a little flat, that raw emotion was so much more, you know? So that's why I suggest just sing the whole dang song. And then if you're not happy with it, you didn't like one part in the second verse, sing the whole thing again. Just, just do it. You know, and, um, you know, do that four or five times so you become comfortable with it or work on your cover tunes the same way. And eventually you will overcome that anxiety. You know, kind of the way I think about it is when you perform, you don't sing a line and, oh, I didn't like that. And then you go back and sing it again over and over. <laughs> right. You don't, you don't perform that, yeah. like that, you know. So kind of the way I think about it is, I mean, I kind of I can see why people would in a recording do that. But if you do that and you record a hundred times to come up with the perfect recording that you patch it all together, it's completely unrealistic to expect you're gonna do it that perfectly when you go perform. You weren't able to do it perfectly when you were recording, you had to do it all those times. And so by doing that, I kind of feel like you're setting an unreasonably high expectation for yourself so that when you do go perform, you're like, oh, it doesn't sound as good as the studio. Well, you recorded it a hundred times in the studio. You have one take, um, you know, it, when you perform it. So personally, I kind of, I know it doesn't produce necessarily as commercially viable a product to do a recording session just one go but i don't know to me sort of the purest you know musician in me says that's the way music has been done for hundreds of years and it's only in the last few decades we start doing this copy paste stuff you know like keep doing that i mean for me i, I don't know in kind of a weird way it's sort of tradition for me like that's just how you do it, you know? And so that's, that's yeah. also, yeah. you know. No, I agree. I, I, I prefer to just sing the whole dang thing. Um, I may not like it, you know, and then before I used to say, Hey, I'm just going to, well, I will still do this sometimes. Uh, if the verse is like a lot heavier, higher, grittier, uh, then maybe like the, some of the new songs are doing like rain. I have to record the verses and the, the, the chorus separately. But what I do is I, I sing through the verse and maybe, I'll do the chorus like an octave lower if I want to use filler. And I do that a lot because I, I love like thick, you know, multi-octave and the harmonies and all that stuff. That way I don't have to go over and reset my preamp uh, as I'm doing it. Then I'll come back and I'll, I'll tune it down or I'll put a, a pad on my microphone and, and hit the harder parts. But generally I try to go through the whole song, you know, and again, and then, then I leave it up to my engineer. We'll do like three to four takes and then I'll let him listen to him and I'll let him choose you know, what, what he thinks flowed the best, but I try to also do it right then and there. Like I'll come down here and since I've told you I'm weird, I record with an iPad. I use a DAW, I use Meteor Multitrack. I will um, record to that thing dies, you know, <laughs> I'll just, I won't plug it in. I'll just, I'll just plug in my uh, microphone and just to the battery goes down, you know, so I may be at it for four hours or so and four or five hours or so. And then, you know, because I'm listening, I'm thinking, okay, I get done with the main and I think, well, what about the harmonies? You know, and once you do that, if you would do that and then start adding harmonies and start getting comfortable, eventually you'll be like, oh, this is this is not as hard as I thought it was. It's the uh, the unknown, 
You know, we're thinking ahead to the finished product. How's it going to sound? Ooh, should I sing hey or instead of hey? I mean, should should how should I've done that run? Should I have done it this way? Should I have done it this way? You know, we we got to get past that. We just got to sing and have fun with it, and then listen back, and then we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. So a couple things. One is uh, if you're singing original stuff you can do whatever you want with it. It's your song. So if you do it in, in the recording one way and then you do it a different way live, that's actually kind of cool, you know, like whenever people hear that. And so you can write your music in a way that allows you to do that. So like, for example, uh, I've just been listening to a bunch of Mariah Carey the last few days. And so one of the things she does is she has segments that are very high and loud and powerful in the recording like constantly and then what she does in the live performances sometimes is she changes that so she goes to, to the upper notes and then down to the lower notes and she just kind of goes up and down and then sometimes she'll do the upper notes in falsetto sometimes she'll go above the high note in the recording um live and so she sort of any sort of effort or uh, tension or whatever that might be required to perform it the way that it's done in the recording, she can kind of break that up and vary it a bit um, for the live performance. So instead of singing it all on the same high pitch, she can go up and down and then she can add in, you know, go up a third or a fifth above in certain places for extra variety. And so that's sort of kind of deal with that. I feel like we're going on a bit of a, t I, I tend to do this, go on tangents, but um, now we're into performance tips, I guess. <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, it's all in a roundabout way related. We we want the the energy of the live performance captured on your microphone so that you know you have that energy and emotion uh, as as you you know record it. And then the sorry, the second thing I was going to say is if you are unable to perform something uh, live uh, that the way that you recorded it. Uh, then one piece of advice would be to practice more. And that would be to go practice in the live environments. So, so to loop back all the way to what we started with, go practice at the park. Go actually go sing a set um, at a park or in a park in a parking lot or you know at a bar or whatever. Um, and, and that just further prepares you and builds up your ability to perform, builds up stamina, builds up confidence. Uh, so that way it translates to your future performances. Absolutely. I actually have a stage um, close to where we live, a venue. And since Scott and I are working on uh, the performance workshops again, as we get closer, the songs that we'll be singing to start the workshop at, we'll go to this venue and rent it for a day and just uh, hire a sound man. And we'll, we'll practice these again and again to work on, you know, how we're going to move around on stage and how I'm going to sing it. So, you know, that's, that's the best way you got to get into the elements. So, you know, more practice and that means more recording practice. That's the only way to beat it. And sometimes I may still be there. Why? Because I've mentioned this and raise your voice. Nervousness is a sign of passion. So you can, you can either let it make you sick or you can turn it into a great performance. So know that you care about what you're doing. That's why you're nervous. You will overcome it to a degree. Hey, singers, I'm still nervous every time I do a TV show, but I turn it into a powerful performance. So that's what we want you to do with your recording. Absolutely. All right. Well, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this episode. We probably rambled on a ton, 
Um, so I guess we're just going to go ahead and wrap this one up. You can check out our past uh, podcast episodes on singbetterfast.com, and you can also sign up for our email notification list on that same website. So anytime a new podcast episode comes out, you will get access to that. Also, feel free to check out uh, we have some new training programs that just came out recently. We have the uh, four-week vocal break eraser. And for those who aren't familiar, Jamie has his isolation method that he teaches. That he's been teaching for a few decades now. And so what we did in the four-week vocal break eraser, it helps people overcome the vocal break in an even easier to understand, even easier to do set of exercises. And um, so that that's what that is, the four-week vocal break eraser. There's also the vocal reboot program that helps people recover from you know any bad vocal condition. There's also the, and then we also have the singer survival kit. So that's pretty cool. And then also you can check out the V24 program, the Vendera Vocal Academy. You can check out the Raise Your Voice book. Uh, all of these are designed to help you sing better fast. So yeah, that's a cool little plug for the podcast name, isn't it? All right. <laughs> I don't really have anything more to say, Jamie. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to add as we wrap up here? Yeah, I do. Um, uh, Benny's not allowed to edit this. Like he said in the middle of it, that's why I'm putting it in here now. So we leave it unedited, but, um, Hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you really want yeah, I, I like it. I like it when we're organic like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm just going to go with it. And if too many people complain, then I guess we'll just never edit them again. I mean. <laughs> okay. So, but in, in ending, uh, you should uh, just start recording. There, You know, you have to face your fears. You know, whether you whether you really want me to leave that long flub in there where I just couldn't remember. <laughs> I loved it, but that's just me. All right. So, All right. So, so now we'll do it. Now, if you if you decide to edit it, now that I've blabbered, they're not going to know what I'm talking stuff, about. Yeah, you're gonna be like, "What the heck okay. is he talking about? I didn't hear nothing." What's Jamie going on and on about? Since I I planted these <laughs> in here. Okay, all right, that's gonna happen. I'm I'm trying to make less work for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that it does make less work for me. That's true. It makes. Yeah, it makes it makes more work for the uh, for the listener. They have to listen to me not knowing what I'm talking about, but that's all right. I guess they're used to that by now. Hey, you could always get the do 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 the Jeopardy uh, theme and put that, it right oh, in there. You know, I could I could do that. Maybe yeah. nah. Mm, I don't yeah. know. Maybe. Oh well. Well now now they're going to be wondering and they're going to go back to that spot in this podcast to listen and say, did I miss something? Did he put that music in there or did he not? Because <laughs> hey. It's Benny could have been could have really subliminally put it in like really, like really, really low soft. Volume. Yeah. So now you have Make to sure back you and listen to this podcast episode over twice. and over from beginning to end. Uh, <laughs> just to just to check. Hey, with that said, there right. might be there might be Easter eggs in every podcast we put. Oh, out. yeah. You, you know what? It'd probably be best if you just went back to the very first podcast episode and listened to all of them straight through. Over and over and over and over, and let us know after you find all of the Easter eggs. Yeah, we weren't supposed to let the cat out of the bag, but I figured it was time. So go find them. Make sure you listen to all these <laughs> podcasts. And we'll see you on the next Sing Better Fast podcast. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. 